Ritchie Brothers sells thousands of aerial work platforms and telehandlers around the world each year. In this month's episode of The Inside Edge, we take a closer look at the data and chat about industry trends with experts from Bauma, one of the world's largest equipment trade shows. Ritchie Brothers Inside Edge, your guide to the latest news and trends in heavy equipment and trucks. Here's Andrew Engelhart. Aerial equipment is everywhere, on nearly every job site. So it should come as no surprise that we see a ton of this equipment trading through Ritchie Brothers auctions and marketplaces each year. According to Rouse Services, rental equipment companies are currently operating at peak utilization levels, while retail sales of used aerial equipment has increased 26% over the past 12 months. This year at Ritchie Brothers, we've already sold more than 11,000 boom lifts, scissor lifts, and telehandlers in the United States and Canada. In comparison to last year, boom lift sales are relatively flat, while scissor lift sales have seen a slight increase and telehandlers a small decrease. And just a note before we get into more details in this episode, when we talk about aerial equipment selling prices, what we're referring to are median prices. Looking specifically at boom lift sales this year, volumes have fluctuated greatly from quarter to quarter, with the largest numbers sold in the US in Q2 2022, while Canada saw the largest volumes in Q3. Prices have also fluctuated from quarter to quarter, with boom lifts going for the highest selling prices when availability was at its lowest, which should be no surprise. In Q1 2022, we sold less than 150 boom lifts in Canada and achieved a median price that exceeded $20,000. By comparison, in Q3, we sold close to 250 boom lifts in Canada, with the median price dropping below 15 k In the US, boom lift prices hit their peak in Q2, with a median price of approximately $13,000. This has come down to approximately 7K in Q3, when we sold approximately 700 more units than Q2. Of course, age, usage, and condition also play huge factors in pricing. Unfortunately, we aren't comparing apples to apples here. Every used item is unique, and every quarter has a different mix of assets, which impacts pricing and trends. For scissor lifts, we saw the strongest pricing in Q1 2022 in both the US and Canada. In Q3, we saw inventory volumes increase in both countries and prices decrease as a result. Between July and September 2022, we sold more than 350 scissor lifts in Canada and more than 1,600 in the US. Interestingly, Texas is the top buyer and seller of scissor lifts in the United States, while Ontario gets the crown in Canada. The top-selling scissor lift manufacturers sold at our auctions in 2022 are Skyjack, Genie, and JLG. Telehandlers, also known as telescopic forklifts, have brought consistently strong pricing this year in the United States. Available inventory was at its highest in Q1, with Texas being the top buying and selling location, while prices were highest in Q2, but only by a bit. In fact, pricing for telehandlers in the U.S. for all quarters has increased year over year, despite the age going up in 2022. In Canada, the prices for telehandlers have fluctuated much more than the U.S. 
Of course, we also sell considerably fewer units up north. In Q3 2022, Ritchie Brothers sold approximately 80 telehandlers in Canada and 600 in the U.S. Pricing for telehandlers in Canada hit their peak in Q1 2022 at approximately $50,000. In Q3, when volumes were at their highest, the price dropped below 40k. Bauma is one of the world's largest equipment trade shows. It's packed with hundreds of vendors and thousands of business owners. And it's a great place to find out about the latest equipment releases and chat with experts in the field about current trends in the construction industry. Last month, we attended the massive event in Germany and hosted several informative and educational panels for attendees, including a discussion with Chris Slight of Off Highway Research and Ricardo Viaggi from the Committee for European Construction Equipment. In the following excerpt, we chat with Chris and Ricardo about supply and demand issues, the rise in popularity of compact equipment, and autonomous fleets. So Chris, what can you tell us about supply and demand issues and the current accessibility of semiconductor chips? There are all sorts of component shortages out there in the world, and semiconductors is obviously something which spreads across not just our industry, but also the very obvious things. And you see it if you've tried to buy a laptop in the last two years, what the prices are like for them. Some of that is COVID-related. I think a lot of the shipping problems, for example, are, are very clearly COVID-related. But the, the shortage of semiconductors was kind of brewing before COVID, and COVID was the match that lit the firework. So I feel that that's something we're going to live with for many years. It's not something that just gets better when the world comes out of COVID. There's some more fundamental structural things about the capacity to build these components or manufacture these components in the world that was brewing for, for some time before. So I think scarcity, component supply issues are not going to go away when we're back to whatever normal looks like. Now, in recent years, we've seen an influx of smaller, compact equipment selling through our auctions and marketplaces. Is that a trend we can expect to continue? You're certainly seeing growth in Europe in, in mini excavator sales and also in North America. And what seems to be happening is that whereas previously someone might have been looking at a relatively large 8, 10-ton machine, they're finding that the 6-ton machine can, can kind of do the job. When you look at it from the point of view of our data and our definitions, you are seeing a lot of growth in compact machines, but they're not necessarily doing those compact machine jobs like just digging a small foundation. They're doing sort of more serious earth moving now. Ricardo and Chris, what impact is this expected to have on job sites around the world? It's because you're specializing the machine for a special job. And it's something that we as manufacturers really welcome because we know that's, that's how you gain efficiency on job sites is by really using the six-ton excavator for a six-ton excavator job. Yeah. And if not to be using a 25-ton excavator as, a, I don't know, a, a telehandler uh, to, to move stuff around. That's also part of our story on how we decarbonize this, uh, this industry. It's by really using the right type of equipment. We call it the four-pillar approach because uh, to uh, a machine, uh, let's say, to decarbonization of the construction value chain, there are four main elements. The way the machine is designed is only one of them. The way the job site is designed, the way the machine is operated, and the way you can select alternative energy sources are the three other elements. So for us, it's not just about stage five becoming more powerful. It's about uh, uh, contractors specializing on special jobs 
most of all in mature markets, of course, like Europe, the US, and then buying the right or renting the right type of equipment. There's obviously an awful lot that you can do with technology. And it also gets very interesting when you look at the way buildings are designed in BIM models. And you can kind of see almost the connection from the architect's office to, to the bucket digging the hole in the ground. And it's mind-blowing technology, but it's very, very hard to get the full construction supply chain to adopt that because it's such a fragmented industry. I mean, the reality is on many sites, you've got a project manager and a main contractor and a subcontractor, and then they've got someone in to actually dig the hole in the ground. All those people have to understand the technology, know how to use it and buy into the concept to really drive the productivity gains that are possible. And, you know, I think the reality is it's getting there, um, yep. but machine control has been on the market for 20 years and you only really see it heavily adopted in applications like dozers and graders. It's very rare to see a construction site where you just think, wow, this is a model of productivity. Everyone's scurrying around like worker ants and it's go, go, go. You know, this person over here is stopped because that person hasn't done that thing. And, you know, there's a pipe in the ground that we didn't know about. So I think the technology can do a lot to deliver it. I think probably the thing that's holding it back is the human factor, the training and the adoption. To hear more from Chris and Ricardo, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Richie Bros. Did you know they can search equipment values for free? Ritchie Brothers pricing results tool is a quick and efficient way to research past results across all our major sales channels, including live auction, weekly Iron Planet events, and Marketplace E. Visit rbassetsolutions.com to get started. Ritchie Brothers has more than 50,000 equipment items and trucks for sale in our upcoming auctions and online marketplaces, including multi-day events in Houston, Texas, Grand Prairie, Alberta, and Ocaña, Spain. Stick with us as we travel the world of equipment auctions, and make sure to sign up for our monthly Market Trends Report. It'll equip you with the latest data and trends to help you make informed decisions for your business. Thanks so much for listening to the latest edition of the Ritchie Brothers Inside Edge podcast. Stay tuned for the November issue of our Market Trends Report, where we'll be diving into earth-moving equipment sales in 2022. See you next time. Inside Edge, your guide to the latest news and trends in heavy equipment and trucks. To hear past episodes and for more industry insights and articles, visit Ritchie-Hub.com.